Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You're listening to I Married an Artist, conversations about curiosities, passions, and inspirations. I've just found joy. I'm as happy as a baby boy with another brand new choo-choo. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Audrey. How's it going today? It's going good. End of a long week. Ready to relax. Absolutely. But before we relax, we want to have some conversations. About curiosities. And art. Mm -hmm. So what's inspiring you this week? It's a question we're asking every week on the show. So what's inspiring me this week? I... I'm going to have to go with the book that I started that I've been reading, Go Set a Watchman by Harper Lee. It's the long-awaited second novel after To Kill a Mockingbird. So this was a a book that was published post-humorous. After she passed? After she passed away. No, it was published in 2015. I think she died in 2016. Okay, it was pretty close, though. Or 2017. So she she didn't do a lot in between, did she? Nothing. Pretty much nothing. No novels that I... I mean, that's all I know. She's pretty... Kind of like... She's like almost like the anti-novelist in some ways, right? No? I don't know that much about her besides her books that I've read. So most people probably have either read or watched the movie in elementary school, The To Kill a Mockingbird. But I you, think that's a little advanced for elementary school. I think that was high or school. Or high school. Most people have probably experienced it. Uh, what was your experience and why is it inspired inspired to you or inspiring you? It's one of my dad's favorite books. It was one of the first novels I read as a child. I read a lot of, I don't know, probably things that kids don't read. Whatever Serious my, Whatever books. my dad was reading, I would read with him. And I can't remember if he read this to me or if I read it by myself, but I was really young and I don't think that I necessarily appreciated it. I was interested in the the little girl, the little, she was a tomboy scout. Jean Louise, she was just, I liked her, but I don't think I really understood what the book was about as a child. And um, I don't know that I read it in high school. Maybe. I don't have a memory of that, but I read it a couple of years ago as an adult for the first time. And I just was blown away. I mean, it's amazing. And then I, I knew the second, her second novel was out. But it's pretty controversial because it's about the same people, but it's set later in life. So Scout, the young girl in To Kill a Mockingbird, is an adult now. And her dad, Atticus, is aging. And all the inspirational things about him are coming to light to being maybe not so noble. And Is it almost a commentary on her original book in some ways? This book was written first. So this was the book that she first wrote and applied to be published and her publisher said I want the story that came before this write write me the childhood story because um Ghost at a Watchman talks a lot about her childhood like goes back and references things so her publisher said I want that story write me that that's so she did and then that's what came out and that's how she won what did she win the um Pulitzer Prize Pulitzer, yeah and that was kind of the main thing of her career and then this came out right before she died, which is really interesting. So people say maybe you shouldn't read it because it'll change the way that you feel about the characters. Didn't you have an interaction with someone a couple or this past week that 
was another book bookworm or enjoyed Harper Lee and was like oh you're right I went I took myself out to dinner and had a pizza and wine at a little bakery near where we live I was sitting outside and um the man who was waiting on me was training like a young girl and this was like a middle-aged man and I was just beginning the book and I was sitting there by myself reading and they were bringing me my wine and he was teaching her how to pour it and it was like just a nice little moment and then he noticed my book and said hey how do you like it and I said I haven't read it yet I've been avoiding it but at the same time like wanting to read it and I'm just about to start so I'm nervous and I don't remember exactly what he said, but the young girl, I think, surprised us both. And she said, I've read it, I've read it, and um, it's really good, and you're going to love it. See, the next generation is not flawed. Some people have bad perspectives of the youth. They're still reading. They're still being informed. Totally. So that's what's inspiring you this week. That's that's exciting. Yeah, so I guess that was a really long answer, but um, she, the writing is just so good. I started with a pen in my hand underlining things and then it just became obnoxious and I was underlining everything so I just stopped. That's when you know it's a good book when you're it's just underlined the entire time. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've tried to do that when my notebook I write down quotes from books and then sometimes mm-hmm. I can't even get through a page cuz I'm enjoying that's, it so much. That's what this is. It's just like a perfect little piece. I think to Kill a Mockingbird is very interesting cuz right now it's in the zeitgeist even more. So obviously that the book just came out a couple years ago so it was it kind of came back in a way, yeah. and then the Alan Sorkin play just came out this past year. It's I running know, right now on Broadway with Jeff Daniels, who's a Michigander. So I think what sounds really interesting about that is that the child characters are played by adults, and everyone says it's like just the most magical thing to watch these adults act as children and do it so well. And it, I I can't really imagine it. I would just love to see it. Anyway, Luke, why don't you tell me? What's been inspiring you this week? So I was uh, looking at a celebrity's Instagram feed, you know, scrolling down that feed, as as one does. Yeah. And I was on Mr. Ryan Reynolds' feed, and I was scrolling down the Fancy old feed. Fancy Reynolds? Yes, checking out what he's up to. He's always up to cool things. I think so, yes, at Fancy Reynolds. Yeah. And he posted a really cool photo of him in a painting. And this is the whole thing. Apparently, it's his. he claims it's his best gift ever from his wife. Oh really? I haven't heard Best about Best gift this. ever, and it's a it's a painting of his childhood home and uh, a paper route boy. So a boy on a paper route, which is I think him and his brothers did growing up. Okay. And I thought it was a beautiful piece of work. Can I see it? Do you have it? Yeah, follow the link. I don't think that you've got a so link go to, to Van City Reynolds. No, and that's that's the artist. So scroll down. Okay. So that's the to the right, top right. This is it? Nope, next one. Oh, here he is. There's Ryan looking dapper. And it says, House in Toronto. And the newspaper actually has a headline with John Candy in it. So, but the artist's name is, let me get it up. So it's a, it's an image of Ryan Reynolds as a, like a preteen doing his paper route. Yeah. And the artist's name is Danny Galote. Galiote. That sounds pretty good. I might have butchered that. Sounds- Decent. But he does really unique. I I just got diving down his feed and I visited his website and he does really unique, I would say Americana art, almost uh, you know turn of the century, uh, these like epic pieces. A little bit Norrin Rockwell in the sense, but yeah. uh, he has a couple different uh, styles that he does. But it all kind of centers around people and there's a lot of Americana in vogue. He has a really cool feminine series, so it's a lot of 
contrast with characters, much like Norman Rockwell did. And I just fell in love. So obviously when you have a piece commissioned by Blake Lively for Ron Reynolds, you're probably going to get a big following. So I'm assuming his career is only going to continue, but he does amazing work. He's based out of LA, I believe, and uh, just really inspired me. Uh, Just really unique imagery and contrast. It's something where I think if you were an everyday person, if you weren't really into art, you would just, it would stand out to you because I think it has that, those, those warm colors, the intricate characters. Um, but this one, even more so, he really gets into body shape as well. So it's even more so focused on, on body and shape. I feel like kind of reminds me of like classic tattoo art. Yeah. Obviously it's a painting, so it's like a lot, a lot more depth, but the style sort of reminds me of like, I don't know why. But that's what's inspired me this week. That's cool. Just like it. It got you kind of energized. It just got me energized, and I just love that he posted that. That was his best gift ever. I thought that was kind of a cool, unique thing. Do you know what what he wrote about it? Did you? Yeah, he was writing about his. He explained his childhood and. Oh, he had like a full description. Yeah, and how his house doesn't exist anymore. But oh, so that's really special. Yeah, very special. So again, each week we're going to be doing this. What's inspiring you? And listeners, please let us know what's inspiring you as well. We all need inspiration to get through our day. All right, on to today's topic for the podcast, the flow, the flow state, in the zone. In the flow. In so the flow. You've called it, but I don't really know what that means. So when you're in the flow, you're in the flow state. The flow state is actually a, a real scientific term. It's been studied. Oh. But basically, it's when you're in the zone. It's when you're doing something, it's going well, you're accomplishing a lot, and you kind of lose track of time. You're not really paying attention to what's going around. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of research done on this topic. It's been widely talked about. There's books, there's papers, there's documentaries about it. But I want to talk to you and maybe a little bit of me and my what I do is how do you get into that flow creative state? What does that look like for you as an artist? And how do you get there? How do you get to that point? Because I think it's something we all want to pursue, especially in the creative fields. So when you say get in the flow, do you mean like get in the zone? Auto zone. But that's what you mean, right? Yes. Like, yeah. How do you set yourself up to be productive sort of? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's a level of levels of in the zone. I think from a day to day, like I work in a cubicle office space and I definitely have like a zone flow where I'm, I'm accomplishing things and me and my task off, but I wouldn't say it's rare in my day to day job, more like a creative flow where I'm in like about. when I'm doing something creative and I'm really losing myself, it's another level. Like, yeah. I don't know what time it is. I'm not, right. I'm not even checking if I'm like drinking water. I'm, it's a different level. So for you, I've seen you firsthand in our space together when you're in this zone and it's pretty awesome. Usually there's music going on, but can you kind of walk me through how you get into that place mm-hmm. where you're you're just actively creative and you're accomplishing a lot and you're mm-hmm. you're really not paying attention how long. And I think sometimes you'll like stop when you're done. You'll always be like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you've been painting for two and a half hours yeah. nonstop. So how do you get to the, that, that point? I remember when I was in college, I had a painting professor who gave me really good advice about this. And he said... You, you can, you know, work really hard and you can have great ideas, but if you're not like physically prepared, if you're creating something that's physical, so if I'm talking about myself and I'm creating a painting, if I'm not prepared material wise, 
and like space wise, I'm never going to be able to get into like a flow state because what you're saying, like you don't want to have to stop to think like, where is this? I don't have this close by. If, if you like have to be interrupted, then you interruption is definitely so in order to avoid that my professor gave me really good advice and he said sometimes i spend an entire day preparing my studio in order to like be able to have that space and also to prepare myself to get to the space yeah so he talked about like just cleaning and that is important for me because i'm a pretty organized person but when i'm making i mean you can't stay organized because you're not thinking like i need to put this away you're just moving on to the next and whatnot but if your space is like prepared beforehand, whether that's like for me, whether it's like my painting studio or maybe for you, it'd be like your desk. If you have like the clean slate, you're ready to go. And I remember he would like mix all his paint colors before he had all his brushes cleaned, like clean water. His canvases were gessoed. So that's something that I've learned. Like I'll spend a day like gessoing my canvases so that if I... I'm working on a piece and I need to jump to something else and it's just not working. Like I have another surface prepared and I don't have to stop myself to like do the, the, like the non, the non fun part, the, the part that feels like work. Yeah. So I guess that would be the first, the first thing I'd say, like in order to get into a good flow state, like you have to have your setup ready. Sometimes you just are totally spontaneous and like something happens. But for me, that's not so often because it just comes down to time. Like who, who necessarily has the time to just spontaneously like get into a flow state. So it's more like premeditated, right? Yeah. I love, I love that premeditation and kind of planning. Um, I did some research and I found an article and it had a bunch of artists um, that kind of talked about this. It's at manhattanarts.com and we'll put a link in our show notes. And this is from an artist, Elliot Apple or Apple. And I'm going to just share what he I does. It's Apple. It's A P P E L. Oh, I don't think it's Apple. <laughs> I work during the days, so I start to paint in the evening on weekdays, generally at 9 p.m. That's pretty late. That is late. I usually get a lot of painting done on weekends. I always listen to music, a mix of songs, all genres. Painting is like meditation for me. I pretty much block out the day's events and totally focus on my current project. Since time is limited, I almost exclusively work on one project until it's complete. So I like that that incorporates a little bit more than you initially talked about, but also is aligned with uh, he has a day job. So he has to really frame out, okay, this is the day or this is the time where I'm going to paint and, and create a space for me to go all in because I have that limited time. I have to block it out. So for you, when you, when you've blocked it out, when you've organized, when you've got a setting that's, that's safe and calm and ready to go while you're in the flow state, like, can you describe it to me or like, give me a, a feeling or a mix of emotions of when you're really doing the work. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing that somebody can work. I have to say like during the day and then start creating in the evening and dedicate like an entire weekend as well. I don't have that type of energy. So mine is less frequent, but I would say it's either that where it's like in the evening I can get into a good flow state or like in the early morning, which is more natural for me. Like, well, I guess it would sort of depend if it's in the evening I would definitely like love to have a glass of wine, a couple glasses of wine and have music on. Or sometimes in the evening, I like to put on like a movie that I've seen before that just like makes me feel relaxed. Like I've watched Breakfast at Tiffany's while I've painted so many times, but it totally depends on the mood because other times I want to like be listening to fast paced, like upbeat music and feel like more like you're moving to a, like a momentum 
So it kind of depends. Or if it's in the morning, I'd be listening to something probably more chill. But I don't know. I, I guess I'd describe a flow state similarly to you where you just kind of lose track of time. Um, when I'm painting, I think the hard part is when you're second guessing yourself and you're thinking too much about what you're doing. And I always find if I'm in that situation, I just need to stop because I won't do anything productive or I won't make anything successful. So a flow state for me would be when I'm not consciously considering something. Mm. And I don't know that I've listened to or read about artists that say that. And it almost sounds bad to say like, because it sounds like I'm not trying. Maybe I'm not being intentional, but, I think I'm the most successful when I'm not being intentional and I am in that flow state. So it's like not considering the color, but just naturally selecting the color naturally, like creating the color without even thinking about it. And that's when things start to actually work for me. So I, I, I don't think that you necessarily, anybody's that talented that they could just do that without having to think I mean it takes that preparation beforehand it takes like days where all I do is like color theory and color studies so that I it's like muscle memory you know but the flow state is when the muscle memory is kicking in and you're not it's organic you're not pushing a button and I don't know I don't know if that makes sense I think it makes sense and I I want to bring in another subject that you know we we talked about this in our first episode Sports are art in some ways, but the flow state and being in the zone is a topic talked about by athletes all the time um, because it's really hard to describe when players perform really well and are doing things. So I've got queued up a little bit of a, it's actually a hype video, I think, from Nike, but it's from Kobe Bryant, who is, for those who don't know, he's a National Basketball Association player. He's a sports ball player, uh, very famous, very well known for his discipline and practice. So this is a little bit of a clip talking to him about Discipline's being in word, yeah. in the zone. It's effortless. It's just weightless. Things just kind of, they just happen. Yeah, it's a great feeling. This is being on top of the A-game. So I really like that because he's talking about the practice is important. It's it's all flows together in some ways. The end result kicks in because you put in the work and you've prepped ahead of time. And I think that's really important. And sports is obviously, a, I think, correlates well in this topic because that flow state being in the zone is when you can almost not think I think I liked that clip a lot because I think it has to do with confidence in yourself too so he's confidence in his performance but if you're confident because you've practiced you can let yourself like fall into that flow state I think when I'm feeling self-conscious and you're second guessing yourself like what I was saying there's like a bit of a lack of confidence so you can't totally just fall into it a lot of people say you know I'm not creative I couldn't paint I couldn't do that and I always say, like, if you practice, you can do it. You know, anybody, sure, you may not be the best. Like, I can't play basketball like he can. But if I practiced, I could get into a place where I could have that amazing feeling, like he's saying, where you feel weightless and you just move, you know? Yeah, I love that, just weightless. Like, you're yeah. you're not really almost there. It's almost an out-of-body experience. Like, you're watching. 
But I think yourself. you could get into a flow state with any sort of thing if you oh, practice yeah, totally. it. I think what would hold you back is just not being comfortable and confident in yeah. order to like fully immerse into something that you can just seamlessly and like thoughtlessly do. Yeah. And I think that for listeners who maybe aren't artists or maybe wouldn't call themselves creatives, which may be an entirely different episode. Again, you can apply this in a lot of things in your life. Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways being in the flow state or being in the zone in your day-to-day life can be applied. And some of these things that we're talking about can be applicable. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody creates things like you're creating a spreadsheet, you're creating a performance, you're creating whatever it is that you're doing. And you like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Exactly. For me, this is interesting because I think I've experienced this in different ways in my life. I did play sports growing up, not well, but there was times, especially in like intramural basketball, when I really was feeling it in the zone. You know, you're playing playing pickup on a Friday night and you're just, you can't miss a shot or, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something that you do all the time, like biking or running. Um, a lot of times people could talk about runner's high, but it actually is probably just being in the flow state of. I think that's endorphins. That could be endorphins as well, mm-hmm. but there's different things for me. It's editing stuff. So editing podcasts, editing video, get in the zone. And, uh, mine actually is a very like bodily reaction to being in the zone. I, yeah. and it's probably not healthy, but I start to hunch over the computer and like turn into this evil, uh, henchman and he's clicking away and he's not, he can't look away and he's totally immersed and he's not breathing and he's getting pale and it is scary. <sighs> Yeah. So if you if you know any video editors, there's that sense where they just kind of go down in a dark cave and just can be lost in the edit forever and well, ever. What happens to you every time you get up from your desk at home? I go, oh. No, no. Oh. What? Like you've been sitting, you're talking about being hunched over, and you stand up from your desk and you turn, and what happens? I hit my head. Every single time. Because I... Because you forgot where you were and you forgot that you hit your head every single time. Yes, yes. You'd think I would remember after hitting my head all the time I think that's the flow state that's the flow state you forgot where you were yes i forgot where i was side note if you guys don't know luke he's very tall i think he's six five and we have an apartment that we work and live in and his nook happens to be sort of in like a recessed window space which is good except for the ceiling issue so he's up against something here it's not not all on him. It was funny. I was on a conference call today, and they were confused. They're like, "Are you upside down right now?" And I was like, "No, I'm not. Because... I'm just in a small alcove." <laughs> they were very confused at the location. So I talked about. I, we've been talking about this. I reached out on Instagram. You can follow me at Luke H Ferris, and I asked, you know, the peoples, mm-hmm. the creatives out there. I asked, no, just the people, ju- just the people and the creatives, all of them. To... I asked them, how did they get in the flow state? And we had two two answers that I like to share. One from Hugh Ingalls, and he says, getting in a small group of people, getting in a trust close group of people helps just energize him to get in his creative flow state. Like working with his core. Working with like a, small. a small collective. And then Allison Palm, who will remind me of a future guest on the show, she says, experiencing someone else's creative work and whiskey sometimes simultaneously so to help her get into the the flow state she has to be inspired so getting her inspired to get into her creative state 
and, and having it be with other people. Now that's a whole nother level. We're talking really about individual preparation and experience in the flow state, but being inspired by someone else or being with other people could actually help get, propel you into that creative flow state, mm-hmm. into that zone. Uh, mm-hmm. For you, do you experience that at all? Or is it is it for you, is it more individually? It's interesting because I haven't really had those experiences to be with people while like doing things that I do. But I used to, like when I was in school, the studio space that I was in, was really small it was a segmented space of a big room and there were other students and there people coming and going and you had critiques and you were interacting with people but I still think I don't I don't know that I was whatever being a flow state unless I had my headphones on like noise canceling like tune out the world so yeah I think it's for different for different people and I don't think I could have a distraction and be able to be concentrated yeah, yeah. I do understand what what um Hugh meant though because I've experienced that at work where sometimes you just get really energized and excited in like a brainstorming meeting and like your best ideas are coming like in collaboration and conversation so it's like a different you know type of flow state but I totally experienced that in my nine to five I sitting alone trying to brainstorm and like punch out ideas and things doesn't really happen but like being able to say something, get a response, and then you build on each other. And that is really rewarding. I yeah. love doing that. And those collaborative spaces, obviously you could talk about that all day is collaborative spaces. What do they mean? I really appreciate the, their answers because sometimes I need people and experiences to help energize me, Totally. Uh, especially for writing. I need experiences when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder for me to lock myself and start writing I need something to bounce back from, whether it's an interaction with a person, whether it's doing something, whether it's having a converse, a deep conversation with somebody or someone else sharing their stories. Those are the things that help propel me to do something like writing yeah. um, or help motivate me to get into that state. I think sometimes, like we talked about, if you have a nine to five and then you do something that you're passionate about outside of that, whether it's creative or just organizational, it can be hard to put that energy and get that energy going mm-hmm. at five thirty or six o'clock after mm-hmm. dinner. And I think for me, people and experiences helps do that. Right. I think so too. I also learned a mentality funnily enough from my gym. So in relation to the gym, they talk about you're not coming and working out because you have to, you know, so many of us feel that way. Like, Oh, I have to go to the gym. I have to do this. And it feels like a burden but they changed my mentality to like, you get to be here and you get to do this for yourself. Like it's something that you can love and like makes you better. So this is like a gift. And if if you can apply that to so many things, like I can come home at the end of the day and feel just like creatively drained. And wouldn't you rather just lay on the couch and read a book or watch a movie and not have to think, but we say that like the flow state, you're not really having to think. You know, you're just in the zone, but that feels hard, like to get yourself there. But maybe if you change your mentality and it's like, I get to like listen to music and, you know, like I said, like having a glass of wine helps me, I think only because it feels like you're, you're setting yourself up for that sort of like relaxing mentality versus like sitting down, getting to the grind. But it's like, let me just sort of, I said this a couple of times, but like fall into this a little bit. And then if I think like, oh, I get to do this right now, I'm going to spend the time doing this for myself, then I'd be more apt to do it after a long day of work or during my precious free time on the weekend 
you know, you just think I want to do what I want to do. And sometimes your creative outlet starts to get kind of businessy, which has happened for me. And then all of a sudden it doesn't feel like a creative outlet. It feels like another thing that you have to do. Yeah. I think that's a tough challenge that I've seen you go through. And I know a lot of other people is, is finding that balance of it's for me. And then also it's for others, or I'm trying to start a business or keep up my followership or whatever it may be. It has to be that thing that drives you and that you almost become relaxed Mm -hmm. when, even though you're working, you're moving, you're doing something, you almost are relaxed because you're totally unplugged. Yeah. Like I said, it's good to be prepared in order to set your space up and yourself up to get into a flow state. But I think sitting yourself down, if you're not in the right mentality and trying to get into one for me, at least that's not going to happen. Like I can guide myself into it, but also like if I don't have that mentality of, I want to do this and I get to do this and this is going to be great. Then it just feels like, you know, going to school when you don't want to go to class, like it's not going to probably happen. Yeah. No one wants that. No one wants that. No one wants that. The horror. Any other advice for folks out there that maybe, maybe I've never really fully experienced that kind of flow state or that energy of doing something, or maybe I haven't identified it. Um, How do you think people can get to that point? I guess just pick something that you like, right? I mean, trying to think of other things that you could talk. I mean, I think definitely writers, I'm sure there's a lot to be said about that where, you know, people just punch out this like ground breaking thing. Actually, you know, it's interesting, not about writing, but um, I know it's sort of off topic, but I was just reading the Vogue article, which by the way, everybody should read Vogue. It's very good. As really great content. It does. Great writers. It's so great. I love it. It's like a little treat getting it in the mail too. I mean, it seems like the only thing we get in the mail these days is like medical bills. And big um, ass magazines. Well, most people, I mean, not everybody's getting magazines. You're getting just like junk. Like the junk mail has all gone out of the inbox and into paper. I feel like why are we getting so much of it lately? I know. people. It works. It must work. It's all junk. It must um, work. So getting something in the mail that's not from Amazon I don't know. It's just something magical and special about it. I love getting a magazine. Mm. So anyway, uh, the cover of, let me think of what month it was, is either July or August Vogue was Ariana Grande. And I'm not like a super fan. I don't know a ton about her. Um, But it was really interesting to kind of read about like her current career path right now and what's been going on where she says like, they're talking about this is her most successful time creatively and as an artist but the worst time of her personal life, like she's gone through these like back-to-back traumatic events and was really suffering like mentally and whatever. And um, her inner circle, her support group knew that like for her, like, you know, the best way to heal would be to do her, to get into her flow state, like do her creative outlet, which is like writing and recording music. So they sort of like, pushed her into the studio and it wasn't with the intention to do something successful. It was just like, because she needed that to heal. And within two weeks she wrote and recorded an entire album, which has since gone on to like, I think I'm going to be wrong. I don't know how many songs were like top of the chart. Like it was, it was up there multiple breaking songs records. and it, she was the first person to, no, she was the per- first artist to do that since the Beatles, wow. whatever the specific, I think it was that she had like song, like top song one, two and three all at once. I believe that's what it was. Um, 
so there's you know she's on the cover of Vogue there's all this like hype and everyone's talking about her and talking to her and how did you get into this place where you were like like writing and recording so phenomenally like you know you're just she's in the zone and she cranked it out and was amazing and she's super honest and is like I actually don't remember any of it um I was grieving like I was in a severely like dark place and I don't I don't know what happened like she doesn't even remember it wow like that's the extreme of the flow state yeah and unfortunately like it's you know it's really sad but that kind of goes hand in hand sometimes with the arts like a lot of people talk about that like I've had friends that said like my most successful and creative time would is like if I'm drinking even like people maybe we should cut that out but you know there is that tortured artist thing and that's a reason why a lot of people like are creating art it's not necessarily from a good inspired place sometimes like you're I wouldn't say inspired but like you're driven and need to express like the sadness and the melancholy and the heart of darkness well not it doesn't even have to be like so dark but just it's not mess i wouldn't know i wouldn't say like i had the best day i'm gonna sit down and make a bright yellow painting to just express what an amazing day i had i don't know that's that's not necessarily what i would do but i would probably i've had it where i'm having a frustrating time at work and I have the flexibility to come home and it's like you don't know what to do with yourself you just feel angsty and you feel whatever and there's nothing really to say or anything to do and then you just jump in and here comes the flow state if you want to see what we're up to when we're not podcasting please follow Audrey on Instagram your tag is Audrey Ferris underscore Audrey Ferris underscore. That's A U D R E Y F E R R I S underscore. And check out our paintings at AudreyFerrisPaintings.com. You can see photos of our cat, Kylo Ren, who, you know what? I'm really sad he was, I thought he was going to make an appearance today. He's exhausted. Um, he's on the floor sleeping. He had a busy, busy day. He had, t- he had me working from home in the morning. And I was Luke working, home, working in from home in the afternoon. Yeah. So this is a very high energy day. Yeah. Um, but again, you can see photos of him, pop culture, a little bit of local government, and uh, nature on Instagram and Twitter at Luke H. Ferris, L-U-K-E-H-F-E-R-R-I-S. I have to say, Luke, I um, checked out your Instagram the other day. You know, sometimes I just swoop in and do like a full audit. I just like to, you know, refresh. Yes. And I watched your story highlights and I really liked them. I liked your pop culture story highlight. I thought it was very funny. Thank you. I liked your food one, too. Thank you. Yeah, you're so interesting. Thank you. I appreciate that support. Really trying to get out there for the people, for the listeners, to see what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, appreciate I think your account is still private. I'm going to unlock that for the listeners. The listeners need that. If you have any thoughts, what you're inspired about, and something that you're interested in us talking about, write in, even if it's controversial. You know, we can incorrectly debate about it, and then you can write in again. Whatever you want to share, your thoughts, your feelings. And please do not forget to give us a five-star rating interview across the podcast platform so we can reach more people and get more people inspired about art and creativity. Yeah, if you guys have any ideas about things that you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you want to volunteer to come on the show... We're really excited to get some guests on here. We are. Again, remember to call in. Remember to call in. We didn't I, get a caller I this didn't week. I get a caller. Um, 
unfortunately no callers no calls but call in remember to call in all right send us off odd i don't want that to be our tagline what do you want it to be what what should our tagline be get married make art podcast that's the secret to life no no that's good all right we'll get back to you on that let's try one more more thanks for listening guys it's been a joy luke see you around the apartment i'll see you around the apartment (laughs) if you know what i mean I actually like that one. Go ahead, try it again. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for chatting with me, Luke. See you around the apartment tonight. Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> see you around the apartment. <laughs> no, it's not Let's try it again. Okay. Just cut it, and I'll see, I'll see you at the, around the apartment. Just you got to cut it. Okay. Um... Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for chatting, Luke. It's been a joy. See you around the apartment.